This morning, just a simple little story. I'll read it for you. Uh, From Mark 7, Jesus left that place and he went to the vicinity of Tyre. He entered a house and did not want anyone to know it, yet he could not keep his presence secret. In fact, as soon as she heard about him, a woman whose little daughter was possessed by an evil spirit came and fell at his feet. The woman was Greek, born in Syrian Phoenicia. She begged Jesus to drive the demon out of her daughter. First, let the children eat all they want, he told her, for it is not right for the children's bread, uh, to take the children's bread and toss it to their dogs. Yes, Lord, she replied, but even the dogs under the table eat the children's crumbs. Then he told her, for such a reply, you may go. The demon has left your daughter. She went home to find her child lying on the bed and the demon gone. Just a little slice of life story. A miracle at a distance. There are often times when Jesus spoke and things happened in places where he was not. But our God can speak and create. Amen? Not just where we are in the realm that we see in our finite of this world not only just this galaxy but 300 million galaxies in a universe that is so vast that we can't even measure it and our God is still bigger than this than that correct amen yes yes where is it you like to go on vacation when you need to recharge do you like to go to the beach? Who likes to go to the beach? Okay. Who likes to go to the mountains? Who likes to go to water park or Disney? And yes, you can raise your hand more than once. I can see that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, do you like to be around people when you're on vacation? Or do, do, you, do you prefer to just kind of tell the world to go away? I know different times you need different things. But Jesus needed to recharge. Now, if you look in Mark 7, you look before this event. And what we find is that Jesus had been at Gennesaret on the coast of the Sea of Galilee. In fact, you know, Sea of Galilee basically around Capernaum's at the top. This is over around the southwest side. Uh, Gennesaret is and he had been engaged in a debate with some Pharisees over what was clean and what was unclean the Pharisees they focused on tradition keeping the letter of the law and calling out those who did not and Jesus however was focused on the heart And he argues it's not what goes into a man that makes him unclean, but it is what comes out. 
For out of the mouth comes the overflow of, of the heart. You're familiar with that, right? After this debate, Jesus needed some time away. Time to himself. So he goes from the edge of the Sea of Galilee all the way over to the Mediterranean coast. All the way to the city of Tyre, an ancient Philistine city. In other words, if you stop to think about it, Jesus goes someplace he has not been before to try to rest and recharge. Where he wouldn't be recognized. And yet, as things happen, Jesus doesn't go much of any place where he's kept in secret for very long. There was this woman who was Greek by descent, but yet born in that region. That's Syrian Phoenicia, where Tyre and Sidon are. Her daughter was ill. Mark tells us she was possessed by an unclean spirit. She had something in her life she could not control that was controlling her and doing her harm. As you know, mothers have a different level of intensity when they're fighting for their children. You may have heard the, the, uh, the maxim, don't ever get between, never get between a mother bear and her cubs. Especially if you're a little league soccer referee. <laughs> this woman did everything she could for her daughter, but her sickness wasn't physical. So the doctors were ineffective. That's still true, you know. Physicians in modern medicine cannot fix what is essentially a spiritual issue. There is a great physician, the one who created us, and he can change us. But modern medicine is finite. There's only so much it can do, and it can't aim at the heart. It aims at the body. What she needed was a miracle, and she heard that the miracle worker was in town, yet he was a Jew and she was a Gentile. If you were in her shoes, would you cross this line to help your child? I know mothers who have left jobs and moved because their child had cancer and the best cure was across the country. I know a very devoted Christian woman who admitted that she would even pursue obtaining illegal drugs if she thought that was the only way to help alleviate a loved one's suffering. For many of us, the first taste that we have had in our life of God's 
selfless, all-consuming love was the example of your mother in your life. Mother's love runs deep. In this little short story, one of the things that I do see here is that tenacity can be a positive trait. This woman's persistence, her prodding, her humble approach to Jesus is commendable. Matthew actually uh, tells us her words as he tells the story over in Matthew 15. He, He says, she said this, Lord, son of David, have mercy on me. My daughter is suffering terribly from demon possession. Now, Lord in this instance could be equated to sir, a term of respect. But son of David, son of David, that says something much more. She had heard of him, of his healing, of his compassion, Son of David is a sign that she understood that God's anointed was expecting to come. Could it be this Jesus, the healer? Could he be Messiah? She had enough faith to recognize that possibility. But there's something here in this story that's always bothered me, and I've had to, to think through this a good bit. And that's, that's Jesus' answer to this mother. He says there in verse 27, he says, First, let the children eat all they want, for it is not right for to take the children's bread and toss it to their dogs. Dogs. Has it ever bothered you that Jesus appears to be using a pejorative term for this woman? We know from history that the Jews called basically anyone who was not a Jew by that term dog. A venomous term that separated the clean from the unclean. So I'm asking, was Jesus engaged in that kind of prejudice of the day or was he making a different point? The key to this is something that gets lost in translation. You see, Jesus is indeed referencing the prejudice but not engaging in it. It's a, matter of, it's a matter of terminology. You see, the pejorative word that the Jews used for those that were Gentiles is a word that meant wild dog or an untamed beast. Though in English this gets lost in translation, Jesus actually used a word that was quite different from that slur that was common in that day. He used a word that translates better to that of a puppy or a house pet. 
He used a completely different word. The only clue that we get in English is Jesus' image of a pet waiting for stray morsels of food, tasty tidbits dropped from the table. Do you have such a pet? Do you? Do you know you can have an animal that won't come when you call, but as soon as they hear the rattling of of cellophane, they're going to be right there on your heels? Yeah, yeah. And if you are honest, not all of those scraps that hit the floor were accidental, were they? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I can remember Joy as the kids growing up. She would get irrit- irritated at the kids who would sneak food off of their plate and give it to Missy, our little 10-pound house dog that was until we caught her doing the same thing. (laughs) Now, if you think about it, understanding Jesus a little more clearly that he's referencing this thing that shouldn't be happening. But he's not saying what the Jews said. He's saying something differently. I don't see Jesus as insulting her. What I see is he's not pushing this woman away. Instead, what he's doing is he is inviting her to engage with him. Recognizing the difference, but letting her know it's okay. Yes, he acknowledges the prejudice. But, you know, metaphorically, he's doing it with a wink and a smile. Jesus is fully aware of the cultural distinction and the cultural prejudice toward women and outsiders. He knows of the us versus them mentality of the day. And yet so much of his teaching is directed at correcting those thoughts. Telling us that what's inside of us is what comes out of us. My Christian siblings, what is to be inside of us? When you were baptized into Christ... Weren't you given the gift of the Holy Spirit to guide and direct? What is to be inside of us? Is it not the love of God himself? Should that not be what comes out of us? You see, Jesus is in the restoration business. Anyone who comes to him seeking restoration can find what they are looking for. And this woman actually makes the point for him when she says, yes, Lord, but even the dogs under the table eat the children's crumbs. And in my mind's eye, I can't prove this. This is gospel according to Eric, okay? 
But, but in my mind's eye, I see a little twinkle in Jesus' eye. And just a slight grin lightens his face as he thinks to himself, exactly. That's right. And I can tell you, this Gentile dog is glad for the scraps that our Father gives to us and invites us to his feast. Amen? This woman in her humble persistence made the point for him. No one gets turned away. No one gets turned away. That doesn't mean we can't leave. But our God loves every soul that he has ever created. And he wants a relationship with them. We come into covenant with him. He sets the terms of the covenant. But he invites us to be with him. No one gets insulted or turned down. No pejoratives on the lips of Jesus or on his followers lips it doesn't matter where we came from it doesn't matter what our pedigree is if we are willing to humbly come to Jesus to make him Lord of our life he will accept us and he will wash away our guilt and our shame and our sin by the blood of of the cross. The great physician removed what spiritually oppressed this little girl, and he can make you clean as well. So when I think about this little story, in Jesus going from the Sea of Galilee, making his way all the way over to the Mediterranean Sea. Hmm. Perhaps he didn't go to Tyre to get away. Perhaps he went to get our attention. To remind us something that the Lord said centuries before this mother fell at his feet. Recorded in Jeremiah. Those who seek me. Find me when you seek me with all of your heart. Father God, we do thank you for our mothers, for their self-sacrifice, for the lessons that we've learned And Father, we thank you for the lessons that you teach through your word. And we thank you for Jesus. 
who doesn't see anyone as unclean, but is willing to accept us as we are and to help us become what we can be through your love and through your spirit. We thank you for this time, this time of decision, this time when we can renew with you our relationship, this time as we reflect what we will do this week for you. And it's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen.